0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we are going to talk about something extremely controversial, diet soda. And is diet soda okay to drink or not okay to drink? Is it healthy? You know, is it unhealthy, the chemicals, the artificial sweeteners? We're going to go into all of it today. Uh, But before we get started, I did want to continue sharing a little bit more about myself so you guys can get to learn a little bit more about me. Um, I was trying to think of a story to share. And, you know, while we're on the theme of beverages, fun fact about me, I do not like cold beverages. Definitely, definitely do not like hot beverages. Um, I'm just boring. I just like water. Uh, I think as a kid, I would sometimes drink lemonade. Uh, Definitely didn't drink soda because I just didn't like it. If anything, I would drink a Sprite because my mom would give us Coke if we were nauseous. And so I always associate um, Coke with vomiting. So definitely not my favorite thing. Um, Not really a big juice drinker. Definitely don't like iced tea. Like I said, lemonade is okay. Okay uh, definitely dislike hot beverages. I don't like tea. I don't like coffee. In fact, when I was dating Jim, I remember one time he's like, Hey, do you want to go to a coffee shop tonight? And I was like, um, I I don't like coffee. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I don't drink coffee. And he looked at me and guys, he honestly looked at me for a very long time without saying anything And finally, he says, so you're telling me we're never going to get a cup of coffee together? (laughs) And I looked at him and I was like, really? I said, is this a problem? I was like, we can go. I'll just order water. He's like, no, 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 no. This isn't the same. He's like, you can't do that. He's like, I got to think about this for a second. And in his defense... You know, in all fairness, he comes from a long line of coffee drinkers, Uh, mom, sister, all of his aunts, you know, so coffee to them is like water is to me. It's just something I drink on a regular basis um, and I enjoy it. They all like coffee. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you ever come to my house, I will never offer you coffee because it doesn't even It's not even on my radar to offer somebody that beverage because I don't drink it myself. And then I always feel bad when, you know, like I said, people will come over and Jim will offer them coffee. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I probably should have done that. I'm a terrible host. If you come to my house, um, you pretty much just need to get your own drinks and your own food because it just doesn't. I guess it's not natural or maybe we don't host parties enough. You know, I always see house hunters and they're always like, I need this big house for entertaining. I think because we have a full house, (laughs) we just don't entertain because I feel like we're constantly entertaining the people we're related to, which is my children. So anyway, uh, that's my fun fact. I do not like beverages. I am just a boring water drinker. But I know a lot of you guys are. And so that's why we're going to talk about diet soda in particular today. And is it a healthy choice? So let's go into the background a little bit because I want to, you know, share a little bit about the ingredients. And originally, interestingly enough, it was marketed to diabetics in the 1950s. It wasn't until later that it was marketed as a weight loss beverage. Uh, So let's talk about what is in diet soda. Well, there's the carbonated water, which is basically carbon dioxide in water under pressure. Then there is a form of sweetener, whether that is sucralose or aspartame, like I said, aspartame, um, acesulfame, potassium, and sometimes even sugar alcohols. There's always an acid, usually in the form of citric acid, malic acid, phosphoric acid. This is what adds tartness to the beverage and is most linked to tooth erosion. So this is why dentists are not fans of soda. You have added colors, added flavors. There's usually a preservative in the form of potassium benzoate. There's vitamins, minerals, so that way the advertisers can market soda as healthy, and then finally caffeine. So that's generally the ingredient list. Um, But more times than not, when we talk about diet soda, the conversation is always around, you know, is it a healthy choice? And a lot of us assume it is because we, again, assume calorie-free equals weight loss. And we have to be careful because that is not always the case. We hear calorie-free and immediately our mind goes to, oh, well, now we can drink as much as we want. Or now we can eat as much as we want because you know, zero calories times infinity still equals zero. Not always true in the realm of the food industry. So we do have to be careful. And in some individuals... Diet soda does not equal weight, all us. And in some individuals, diet soda does not change their weight. So much with everything in the nutrition world, every body is different and everybody's body responds differently. So we have to keep that in mind. And I'm going to be on with, honest with you, the studies and the research is conflicting. Now, as a dietitian, I look to science to base my recommendations so I'm always looking at the research and especially if I can find double-blind studies they tend to be less biased Um, I can use that as a foundation for what I base my recommendations on so obviously in a subject as you know controversial as diet soda I'm going to look at the research and bring that information to you today But before we dive through it, I'm going to let you know the research is conflicting. And that is why diet soda is so controversial. Because there are, there's not repeated study after study after study after study that all shows the same information. And that is why nutrition is frustrating. It's frustrating to me as a healthcare practitioner because I want to give you clear-cut answers all the time so that you can feel confident and make the best decision for you. But in this case, that's not the truth. It's not how it works with these studies. And so, again, it's frustrating because should I do it? Should I not do it? You really have to kind of look to your own body and see how your body responds to it again, so you can make the best decision. So let's dive into these studies and this research. You know, there is a ton of stuff out there that does link diet soda to metabolic syndrome. Okay, what is that? Well, a lot of times metabolic syndrome is a culmination of a lot of different um, conditions like central obesity and increased blood sugars, increased blood pressure, increased cholesterol, And they all kind of feed off of one another. So there are studies that link diet soda to metabolic syndrome. Again, obesity, diabetes, fatty liver, heart disease, like increased heart attacks and high blood pressure, and even brain issues like dementia and stroke. In fact, there was one study done in 2017 that showed one diet soda a day tripled your risk of stroke and Alzheimer's disease. In fact, the American Heart Association shows an increased risk of stroke by 48% uh, due to the sodium content. And I'm going to be honest with you. One can of soda, you know, it's not astronomically high in sodium, but let's be honest. Most people aren't drinking one soda. They're drinking multiple sodas a day, every day. And that all adds up. So there are studies that show a link. Um, Then there was one study that in 2015, it was a San Antonio study that showed diet soda drinkers had an increased waist circumference long term. Um, In fact, they followed 749 people over nine years and showed that those that drank diet soda had an increase in waist circumference triple to that of non-drinkers. Now, here's the issue with this study, because I will say the title, you know, triple the um, increase in waist circumference, you know, that sounds pretty intense. It gets your attention. But when you look at the actual data of the study, uh, non-drinkers, waist circumference went up one inch over nine years, whereas drinkers of diet soda, their waist circumference went up three inches over the nine years. Now, three inches to one inch, it's still triple. So it's not a lie, but I would say that the title of that study was a lot more dramatic than the actual results. There was a study in 2016 that said one to five diet sodas a week, you know, did not really increase your risk of metabolic syndrome, but anything over five absolutely did. And there was another study, a comparative study from samples in the United States and England that did support that there was an increased risk in metabolic syndrome if you consumed one diet soda per day. So there are a lot of research out there. There's a lot of science out there um, that shows that there is a correlation between the two. Now, some theories will say that correlation is more of a result of bad dietary habits that diet sodas drinkers have, not necessarily the diet soda itself. So, you know, that is something to consider as well. Is it a correlation or a causation? Meaning, you know, does one absolutely cause the other? Or is it just a trend that you see that just happens to happen in both, something to consider. So let's look again at what scientists have to say, because I think this is what a lot of people will hold on to, you know, in terms of why diet soda drinker drinks are not great for you. Um, three things that they've identified. Number one, it will increase your appetite by stimulating hunger hormones. Well, how does this happen? Because, you know, especially if you're looking for weight loss, you don't want to increase your hunger, right? That would seem to be the opposite of what you want to do. And so, some believe, some scientists believe that the brain responds to artificial sweeteners much like it does to sugar. When the brain, you know, when the brain, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It senses that you have. Eaten something sweet, it assumes that there are calories in that sweetness. And so it automatically releases insulin. Remember, insulin is that hormone that your pancreas produces to gather up the sugar in your cells and move it, or I should say, gathers up the sugar in your blood and moves it into your cells so you can use it for energy. In fact, there was a study in 2013 that found diet sodas that included sucralose. Um, they actually had increased blood glucose levels and insulin levels. So that would not support the fact that diet sodas do not raise your blood sugar because obviously blood sugar levels and insulin levels were increased in um, in those beverages, people that consumed those beverages. So some people find that it stimulates their hunger hormones and it makes them Hungrier throughout the day. In fact, it increases your desire to consume foods high in sugar and fat. Um, some scientists suggest that drinking diet soda alters your sweet taste receptors, meaning you continuously want more sweet things throughout the day. Now, I can say from experience and talking to several people uh, throughout the years, and when I say several, I mean hundreds and hundreds, um, but a lot of them do admit to when they consume something sweet, um, whether it's sugar or artificial sweeteners, they do in fact desire more sweet foods throughout the day. So absolutely something to consider. I know from my personal experience, when I eat something sweet for breakfast, um, meaning something like pancakes or waffles or, you know, a pastry or donut or something like that, I absolutely want more sweet things throughout the day. So I personally try to tend to stick to more um, high protein foods early in the morning because I don't want to make my day more difficult than it has to be. Um, So I know I experienced that. And maybe that's something you need to pay attention to as well. Do you desire more sweet things after you consume a diet soda? It's definitely worth exploring. And then finally, scientists suggest that drinking diet sodas trigger a dopamine response in the brain. And basically, um, it creates a greater reward process in your brain in some cases, disproportionately greater than what it should be. So do you get that hit? You know, that instant reward, does it ignite and excite your pleasure centers in your brain? These are all things to pay attention to because if you, you know, receive this great big reward, your brain is going to want the experience again. So is one diet soda enough or does it make you want to consume beverage over beverage over beverage over beverage throughout the day. So just some things to pay attention to. Um, I will say that a lot of the experimental studies out there regarding diet soda, they don't support the link between diet soda and increased weight. In fact, in 2016, there were 26 studies that said no link whatsoever between the two. Now, I will say this. There's also some chatter that those studies that showed no link did receive some funding from companies in the soda industry. So, again, frustrating, right? Because we so desperately just want to be able to believe The information we receive from studies, but this is where research can be flawed. Depending on who is funding the research, it may yield a different result. I mean, honestly, that's what happens with documentaries, right? You have, you know, a specific agenda. And so you look for research that supports your agenda. It's not non-biased, and again, that's one of my frustrations in healthcare because I want to desperately give people the right information. So, you know, I do look to research as much as possible, but when I look at research, I can't just read the titles of the study. I actually have to read the research to make sure that the title isn't over dramatic and creating results that aren't there. I also have to look at who's funding the study to make sure that it is as non-biased as possible. And let's be honest, there's so much out there. You know, who has time to be reading all these studies all the time? But honestly, if you want accurate information, that is what you have to do. And so it's really, really, really important to get your health information from somebody who's willing to do the work. In this particular case, I can't tell you a hundred percent that diet soda is bad because there's, the studies are conflicting. And when the studies are conflicting at that point in time, you just have to do what's best for you. And that requires you to pay attention to your body. You know, if you ask me my opinion, I'm going to tell you that moderation is going to be less harmful than daily consumption, right? And that may be a safe answer, but that is the most accurate answer I can give you. You know, I'm not going to give you the flashy, scary titles because I want to give you accurate information, but I also know I'm competing with a lot of noise out there. And so I want you to be able to trust that when I give you information, you know it's true. That's very, very important to me. All right. So so what do we do? Do we drink the diet soda? Do we not drink the diet soda? You know, the real soda, that doesn't seem like a better option. You know, then we absolutely know we're going to be raising our blood sugar and insulin levels. You know, honestly, guys, I think what it comes down to is let's figure out why you want the diet soda, all right? You know, is it because you want the caffeine? You know, maybe coffee or tea would do the trick then, if that's what you're looking for. You know, Do you want the carbonation? Are you looking for the fizzy bubbles? You know, maybe a seltzer water would be, you know, a great alternative. Or maybe you're just looking for the sweetness that a diet soda provides. You know, if that's the case, Guys, fruit also provides sweetness. Things like peaches, mangoes, berries are great options. And especially over the summer, when fresh fruits and vegetables are abundant, this is a great opportunity to choose, you know, nature's sugar fruit for that option when you're looking for it. So, you know, I guess that's my recommendation is first figure out why do you want the diet soda? And is there something that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that could be a healthier alternative because science is so controversial in this particular topic? So I know I'm not giving you a black or white answer today, but hopefully I kind of walked you through what I look for in trying to figure out my, you know, where I get my information. Again, you got to go to the research. You can't just go to what your neighbor says they heard somewhere, you know, on the internet. We all know that everything on the internet is not true. Um, you have to look at the actual data. You can't just look at the titles. Like I said, that one study said triples the results. We're talking three to one. We weren't talking 15 to five, all right? It makes a difference. And then finally, who's funding these studies? You've got to look at that to make sure that the results aren't skewed or biased. All right, guys, that's what I got for you today. Let's get to your recipe. So today we are going to do a peach and protein summer breakfast smoothie. Right, We're keeping in alignment with our beverage um, theme for the day. And so this one is not sweetened with anything. It is sweetened with fruit because we know fruit is healthy. It gives us a ton of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. We don't need anything artificial or added because it's all in this smoothie. So we're gonna use a banana um, and this is gonna make two servings. So you can peel and chop one banana, add it to your blender. To that, we're gonna add two cups of fresh peach slices and a half a cup of fresh raspberries. Guys, these are like some of my favorite ingredients. I love all of these. And then we're gonna add one cup of silken tofu to the blender. And this is where we're gonna get a ton of that great protein. Guys, don't worry, it's not gonna taste like tofu. It's gonna take on the flavor of all the fruit. And then finally, we're gonna add a cup of almond milk. real quick and easy. You know how I love to do quick and easy recipes. Go ahead and blend that and puree it in your blender and then go ahead and divide it into two glasses, one for you and one for somebody else to enjoy. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope you have a fantastic week and I will see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at BodyMetricsPA.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at BodyMetricsHealth or on Facebook at BodyMetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.